0: so it doesn't matter but let's see if all my notifications pop up see if that uh
1: that twitch stream starts going see this is like the prologue of sports goofs
0: yeah or the cold open how about that the cold open the holy crap this thing's under and there goes that phone but don't worry i got my second one i have no idea if this thing's on um could check i don't know uh but it says there it says it there i didn't even update the the uh, the header. So it's lagging. It's lagging. It's lagging. I said you're slacking. Oh, I'm. So, oh no, I've been slacking for a while. I mean, that's that's been that's been the mo of uh, yeah. And Bu's here, uh, so you know that means
1: that we already started. Uh, that honorary means... fourth member. Not yeah. Honorary fourth member. This, this is probably
0: be our our most imp- improvisational episode yeah, that we're doing yeah, we're and you know what this actually this line, is let, it Anyway. let's try this format let's just try this oh, format because because why not because i, I uh you know I, i've been listening to sports talk radio it seems like those guys are pretty off the cuff for for most of them so uh, let, let's just go with that uh that we are here with our 27th episode and I've got the colors up there, Sports Goose, in blue and gold, not to represent the Warriors, but actually the St. Louis Blues, and red and black to represent the Toronto Raptors, the two teams that I I hope to God win their respective championships at this point. Sorry, BU, uh, even though the Blues kind of blew it, blowing a, a two-goal lead and then just promptly giving up four unanswered goals to the Bruins. Much to my dismay. Brad Marchand included in one of those goals. So even more dismay from a lot of hockey fans. Um, just uh, <laughs> just absolutely terrible, but whatever. Uh, the Bruins, gosh darn it, man. They are a good team. They are a freaking good team. And uh, the Raptors uh, finally making it to the uh, NBA Finals. And we'll see what a Canadian NBA Final looks like. I mean, it'll be pretty nice to see. Uh, we don't I mean, I don't I mean, you, they definitely can't make it to the Stanley Cup final. So I might as well try basketball and see what happens there. Um, and the Blue Jays haven't won. Fired. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm shooting. I, if I have to if I can make fun of Canada's uh, drought of Stanley Cup final. Uh, We're well, not even appearances. Well, what's the last time a team appeared? 2011. Uh, the Canucks. That was the last Canadian team to make it to the final. The last team to win was in 93. The Montreal Canadiens. That was the last time they were able to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, any of the, the Canadian franchises. And then you've got um Holy crap, Andrew's at the door. It's kinda like uh Ooh. it's kinda like Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Let me let me get on over there. Hold on a real second. As
1: long as you don't say Pigweeds Playhouse. <laughs>
0: You know, we kind of walk in and we start the show. But hey, you know, hey everybody, Andrew's here. <laughs> this <laughs> is hi say hello. Hi neighbor. everyone,
2: <laughs> sorry I'm late. Am I
0: not counting MLS? Of course I'm not counting MLS. Heck, Miami can't even get a team going here. So we're, the the we're, black and the pink. We're rocking the the single mic again. So well, uh, wait a minute, I got my stuff. Oh, but I, it's hard to plug it in and then start because my freaking I don't know why OBS can't just like. You know, plug it in and do it like that. But whatever. All right. I guess we'll go old school. We'll, we'll do it old school. It doesn't matter. People can hear us. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll up the mic levels and see what happens there. Okay? Uh, anyways, you two about to get real intimate in that office. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty. Uh,
2: it's The mood lighting's quite nice for it.
0: Yeah, because one of the fluorescent lights is out. Yeah. So, but Whatever. Uh, and we got a giant printer behind us now. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I did not. Yeah, so uh, it's not a technological advancement on our part. Uh, I was just talking about the Stanley Cup Finals and stuff like that. And we're doing the pretty improvisational episode today. Uh, one thing I did want to discuss, the Miami Beckups can't get a stadium deal doesn't make the MLS number. Well, the MLS is real, but it's not real to me until I guess there's a Miami team because then I'll have some sort of investment into it. Because I'm not a soccer fan.
2: Well, I'll be honest. I didn't really have investment into MLS until Orlando got a team. So I kind of see where he's coming from. Um, and well, hey, Atlanta FC. Well, they're the they're like the only they're you know the what? only Georgia team to win a championship. I think since the Braves
0: yeah, in '95, right. And so like, but the funny. Well, not even the funny thing. I mean, it's not even that surprising. is pretty funny
2: and also pretty depressing.
0: Well, well. Uh, but st- when I went to Atlanta, mm-hmm. there was Atlanta FC stuff all over the place. Like, it's not like a... It's not like like something like a niche thing. It was like it was out in the open. They had their billboards. They had people wearing the scarves. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they had the, the shirts, the sweatshirts. It wasn't like they were the, you know, like... Uh, it, I guess like the Atlanta Thrashers when they were there, like this is people who genuinely like the soccer team and actually yeah. follow it, and and it's become Atlanta's fourth team, you know. Mm-hmm. That-
2: well, I I will say this. I know this is um, now this is well. I guess it is an improvisational episode, so it makes sense. But um, MLS is wanting to expand ultimately to thirty teams. Right now, I think they're at twenty three.
0: Uh, let's see. I mean, we might as well go down the MLS rabbit hole because, um, you know. Because
2: so I know, I know, OCSC Orlando City was twenty one. I
0: might as well learn about MLS if this Miami team actually does come to pass within the next forty years. <laughs> um. Well, I, I know they passed that where they did they tore down the Lockhart Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. To build like some soccer academy slash stadium, where the team will temporarily play yeah. until
2: well, you know the, they, the
0: you know they build whatever they have to build out in um, where the heck were they building that new thing? Oh yeah, by where the golf course. was. Oh tw-
2: thanks, thank of course. Bu is always going to come through. He, I swear, he is like the. How many of us are there officially? It's you, me. I think Char- there's three of us
0: now. <laughs> three of us. Like, we used it. Um, yeah, so it he's
2: like the f- he's like the fifth. Twenty
0: four plus Miami, Nashville, and Austin. I think Nashville will pretty will do pretty well. Um, judging by one of my friends who actually lives in Nashville, mm. and basically how the Predators turned their <laughs> image around, uh, that winning helped. Well, right. The predators were pretty like winning ish uh, during that time. They were struggling, and then they. They changed their marketing. They changed their colors, and then they found a way to connect with the city itself. So I think Nashville will do pretty well. And then, um, and Austin, Austin. I, I mean, I haven't been to Austin yet.
2: Well, here's a funny story um, about that one. Um, so, <laughs> um, so Austin, uh-huh. the the previous there was an owner of Columbus Crew. Uh, that's one of the original franchises. Call them, like, the original six.
0: They were in trouble of being relocated at one point. To Austin. Right.
2: But, I guess, MLS. Or... I do know some things. Yeah, there we go. Very nice. See, they do they do occupy some space in your head.
0: Well, because, like, you know, on Deadspin, Deadspin always calls out, like, these owners for yeah. like, stadium, like, rent. well, like, you know, new stadiums being built with taxpayer money, all that stuff. Uh, so the Columbus Crew thing was they had a perfectly good stadium, and then they were like, you know, calling for a new stadium and all that stuff, and threatening to to move the team, which was a pretty pretty crappy move to do. Right,
2: and honestly, I hate whenever people do that. Like it's going on in Ottawa, Calgary for the NHL. Yeah, um, it's happening in Tampa Bay right yeah, now the, with the, the Rays. Senators
0: Arena is someplace far away, and people can't get to it. It's hard to get to all that stuff, but. I don't know. They were doing pretty well when the Senators were, like, really good in the mid-2000s. Yeah.
2: Um, but anyway, yeah, so the deal was the owner of, or the buyer of the crew, there was a deal that said, all right, don't move the crew, and we'll give you a franchise in Austin. Okay. So they said, said great, fine. Nice. So best of both worlds, the crew gets to stay. There's not many more of the original franchises left. I mean, one of the original franchises was in Miami, as a matter of fact. Fusion, and uh, there was Tampa as well, I believe, at one point.
0: So, like, let's see the original franchises: '96, Columbus, DC United, who I believe have the most championships. If I'm not mistaken, let's find out, shall we? I'm on Wikipedia right now, so let's see. We actually Uh, let's see.
2: There's someone in the chat uh, with us. Most,
0: oh, no, LA Galaxy. They have the most. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And then they have this thing called the Supporters' Shield, which I have no idea what that that's is. That's
2: the equivalent of the President's
0: Cup. Okay, so the President's Trophy of... Or President's Trophy. Um, Anthony Precourt. Okay, so that's the owner of the... Um, trust... <laughs> 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 Gosh. And yet... And yet, if they were baseball teams, they would have just given them the new stadiums, regardless of how old they were. Right. All la the Texas Rangers and the Atlanta Braves.
2: Oh, by the way, uh, everyone, welcome Green Megan Ham. Uh, she's a friend of mine. That's from, a that's a great name. She's a friend of mine from uh, RCFB. Okay. And apparently, is an S uh, Sporting KC uh, ticket holder.
0: Okay. That's the Sporting KC. That's the it. team formerly known as the Wizards. Okay
2: decided to give themselves a bit more of a nobody traditional want, soccer Nobody name.
0: wants to be associated with the Washington Wizards. So.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the black hole that is Sports Goose. Oh yeah,
0: this is, uh, I, yeah, black hole is a pretty, we, I, a black rabbit hole because we tend to go We, down, we go
2: down things these tangents all the time.
0: Because, uh, gosh, I have not really gotten into soccer much, but. Look, honestly, if the the soccer team down here, like, I'll go to a game. Like, soccer doesn't, you know, entice me. Much like for some people who watch soccer, like, I can't watch baseball. You know, it's the same thing. Um, that's just my feelings.
2: Right. Oh, and by the way... Um, of course, speak- it's hard to watch the Marlins. Speaking of soccer in Miami... Seven and three in the last ten, though. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying.
2: Um, for anyone that happens to be in the Miami area, which I highly doubt... Uh, except for Francisco and I, and tr- calling Miami area for Charles a bit of a stretch, um, Ecuador and Venezuela are playing a yeah, match right. at Hard Rock Stadium. Right. June 1st.
0: Well, the Dolphins, uh, Stephen Ross and the Dolphins, have done a, uh, have done a pretty good job, and it's part of their initiative to get big soccer matches down here.
2: Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's the you... reason
0: why... Miami will be one of the cities for the next the World Cup that will come to the United States. Right. Um,
2: Orlando is certainly pu- uh, pushing for it. I think they have a shot. I mean, the Citrus Bowl has, I think, sixty five thousand capacity. Right. Sorry, Camping World Stadium.
0: Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, the Dolphins have done a pretty good job with getting. Um, I think the the interne- uh, the the was the Guinness Cam- Champions Cup. They've done. Um, uh, plenty of the of the international matchups. We actually got a, a, an El Clasico down here. as yeah. well between Real Madrid and, and FC Barcelona. That
2: was huge. That yeah. El, for those who don't know, El Clasico is Barcelona and Real Madrid. They are the the Yankees and Red Sox of international soccer, football, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, especially in recent years. I mean, before he got traded or signed with another team, it was the Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi show. Right. Um, That really kind of revived the rivalry, not that it needed reviving anyway.
0: So, uh, let's see, MLS has three future teams, uh, and they've had three defunct teams, uh, Chivas USA, Miami Fusion, and the Tampa Bay Mutiny. Um, So I
2: guess not as many dead teams as I thought.
0: I think it's just more, I don't know if a a ton of these teams were relocated. Uh, Quite a few were. Yeah, so, but they've, I'll tell you this, uh, the sport has grown, that's for sure down here. I mean, everybody's, um, and I think with millennials, it has grown more than anything, which, to my dismay,
2: (laughs) I'm
0: on on like kind of that close end of the millennial spectrum, but I mean, I, I just don't enjoy soccer, so. Um, I kind of wish people followed hockey down here, like soccer, cause I, I'm basically like that. I'm that guy, the hockey guy, the right? Guy, the one hockey fan down here, you know? Um, so, but until the Panthers actually do something, <laughs> we're not going to get anything like that. Um, I, I guess it's akin to what happens up in Toronto with the Raptors. I mean, yeah. you can segue into that if you want to, but, um, the Raptors made the finals much to everybody's surprise, I guess.
2: Yeah. Someone It was interesting. Someone pointed out on Twitter, perhaps jokingly, um, but it, it is true, the second that LeBron leaves, exits the Eastern Conference, the Raptors decide and go and win the conference.
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't as a given as people thought it would be. I mean, well, first off, big move, I would say, I think Charles would agree with me, was uh, DeRozan for Kawhi, you know? Um, You got a, yeah, you get a perennial choker with a perennial clutch guy, you know. Uh, So that was a massive change. I mean, it's not on every metric you would say uh, Kawhi is better than DeRozan. You know, he might actually, and there's debates now that he might actually be one of the best up there, top five player in the league. Um, Maybe even better than LeBron. Uh, People have been comparing his run this year to LeBron's last year. Um, even though LeBron's got more offensive wise, his numbers are a little higher mm-hmm. but nobody takes into account the fact that Kawhi's playing a defensive he's putting on a defensive clinic out there. Yeah. You know. But uh, Charles, what I mean, why why do you think the Raptors won?
1: Well you know? I would say it's part of his it it's a week, it's a weak Eastern conference because at the end of the day you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, the reason why I feel they won is because they kept the most consistent unit. You gotta remember, they fired Dwayne Casey because it said, You suck. But we're gonna <laughs> take a chance on a Nick Nurse and we're gonna get rid of DeMar DeRozan because DeMar DeRozan just peaked. It's basically like a McDonald's burger. It's not a burger that you really think about and crave about too much, mm. but you know you're hungry and it's cheap and accessible. Should we talk about? Burgers but now they today? got a little extra cash. Is that <laughs> what? What? It, no, because
0: guys, uh, we might be um, talking about burgers today, but we definitely will be talking about tacos.
1: Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, but why is that pristine fifteen-dollar burger that you dream about? That's the mm. stuff smokehouse. and goes from there. So you save up and you splurge on it, but you only splurge out, out of necessity and something a special occasion. A special occasion for the Toronto Raptors GM was, I'm running out of time. I'm probably going to get fired soon. I have a buttload of contracts that are going to either expire, have to get re-signed, or have to tr- trade away these bad contracts if they don't push out. So they won because they're more complete unit. Because with Kawhi is accompanied by uh, Kyle Lowry, who finally showed up in a playoff series because he's like Mr. you know, Commitment to the regular season, doesn't show up. At all in the postseason. Marcus Saul was a little inconsistent, but at the end of the day, he was able to take on a beat up Joel Embiid. Right. Um, Pascal Siakam really showed his game. And what I like about him, he's always kind of around the rim if he's not the main shooter. You never see him kind of outside or the post. He's always there to go for that extra rebound or go for the tip in. Um, Fred Van Vliet kind of came up into it. Uh, there's always that joke that he got good into his scoring groove because of the fact that he has a second child being born. And I'm like, good on you if you're going to be committed because you got to shoot those extra buckets because you got another mouth to feed, pal. Good <laughs> on you. Um, they're a more better team. And also, the idea is the Bucks were just a little bit inexperienced, but we talked about it when we were doing previews. Bucks were, in a way, expected to lose. One, because it's the first-year project with Budenholzer around. That's and true. Then, yeah. yeah, and then the other teams is just those big contract guys like Chris Middleton, uh, and Eric Bledsoe just then shoot up. Now the reason w- why they won the East as a whole instead of just winning is because Boston just kind of, you know, didn't do anything as they were expected to do. I had championed on the idea, or championed on the idea that um, Boston was just meh in the regular season because they were trying to figure out the lineup, and in the playoffs they were going to figure it out. And that was a lie. Um, they lied to me. And with <laughs> Philadelphia, it's just at the end of the day. The blueprint of Philly was there. Let the one guy score the 30 points because everybody else on that starting five doesn't mesh well together. So it was Toronto's time. I think Toronto always knew it was their time especially with no LeBron. And you brought up a Kawhi-LeBron comparison, but let's be honest here. LeBron and Kawhi are similar one uh, basic fact with Kawhi now in the Raptors. They are carrying a buttload of minutes. Um, and I mean, a lot of offensive share of the game, the right. way that LeBron did when he was in Cleveland as well.
0: That's one of the. I mean, because the the other narrative of this finals is the overarching narrative of the playoffs with regards to free agency, and whether Kawhi is going to go, and KD is going to go, and, and 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 Clay Thompson's going to go, Kyrie's going to go, all these guys are going to go. Um, the Raptors have done. I guess I, I, the Raptors have done all they 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 can do to try and please Kawhi for for this one season and this whole I guess this trial run in Toronto to see if he likes it up there and would want Maybe. to stay. Um, I still don't think it's enough, even uh, say for a championship, where he might be you know he might stay for one more season you know send a one year contract and then go someplace else after that, but. Um, I think what I was hearing sports talk radio—it's—it's it's being on a really really good team and then leaving for someplace else is kind of like becoming the norm in the NBA now. Guys are just going to where they want to go regardless of their pre- previous situation. A la LeBron—he left Cleveland, even though he probably did every, all he all he wanted to do in Cleveland. A la let's KD in KD went to went from a really good team in OKC to an even better team in Golden State. Uh, Kawhi left San Antonio himself. Well, San Antonio was one of the best organizations in all of sports, and you know they pissed him off. But, and, and
1: but that's a
0: little different, though,
1: with regards. You know, me... well, well, I mean, he, how,
0: how he, we... he, he 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 wanted out of San Antonio,
1: but, yeah. Uh, but, but it's it, still it, 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 it's apple oranges because his situation is just a tad bit different in the sense of a lot of those guys left for championships. Kawhi already had a championship. He was an NBA. I mean, even LeBron had a championship uh, already. MVP. So, you
0: know, well,
1: when he left for Miami, I thought you were making a comparison to
0: his initial. Oh no, leaving no, no! League. About his second, no, no, his 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 yeah. actual second time that he left Cleveland, uh, for an even what, what is regarded now as a dumpster fired out in LA. Um, mm-hmm. But man, he is putting on a ton of minutes. It looks like he's got all this wear and tear. I don't know if he would want to stay in Toronto if this is going to be every playoff run for them. I mean, he could just very well go to the L.A. Clippers and, you know, pair up with somebody else, and he'd be on the second L.A. team, which would mean that, um, yeah, they'd get notoriety and all that stuff if they were, because they will probably be better than the Lakers if that happens, but um, he'd still be in a situation where he know for his personality or lack thereof uh would it would work for him and then um toronto works in that sense because even though ontario is one of the largest markets in north american sports if anybody's actually seen the numbers um it's still he still flies under the radar just because he's up in canada um Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he would want to do this every season. I would I mean, I mean you just no. look at him. I mean just seeing I, him in in, see in game six, like he's just like visibly panting as he's down the stretch of that game. You know, you know, playing thirty eight to forty plus minutes, like they're they might like I don't know, they they'll probably run him into the ground this finals if if you know
1: if they're even close in the game against the Warriors, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see him leaving even if they won a championship. You know, I, I, I can't see him, like, staying there. He will want to leave. Because uh, here's the thing. You get traded to a team that wasn't initially on your list, but it was the best option you had because you want San Antonio and that culture and community to get best return value. And getting DeMar DeRozan and then Jacob Podol was the best that they could get. And at least you're going to a pseudo-contender. It's not like you're being sent to hell. And go into you know the worst team in the East, which could be the Knicks, right? Um, if they got him, it might change it a little bit. But he is an impact player, and I think you had mentioned, oh, if he tried to do a one-year deal, nah. The same way he, why he kind of wouldn't go with the big out you afterwards because you wants the big money that comes into it. So you don't want to run a risk. This guy had a hamstring injury hmm. that affected him all last year, um, and now you know Toronto, I think, is a little bit more pricier if I remember correctly, because of the taxing and everything that goes on there. Yeah. He's going to want to maximize his brand because I think there is a brand for him. I mean, he, I mean, he could easily be the king of Canada if he wants to, you know? He could, but he could. nobody wants to be the king of Canada. The true king of Canada is just Kyle Lowry. What he's doing is like, look, this is my successor if and when they eventually cut of me, because he also has a big contract. Um, he's, a, he's an impact player. I won't say he's generational, but he does everything right. My knock on... Why I was always I was kind of questionative of his offensive? setup up this right. Um, if you're telling me, because you mentioned something, if they they tried to do his best to woo him, if the best thing to woo him is a 34 year old, 35 year old Mark Gasol, and <laughs> the presumption that its team can just learn to be better, he, he might say, "Hey, thanks for the opportunity, thanks for all the good times." Bum out, and he'll go to L.A. I think the Clippers are his logical destination. I don't think he cares too much about first or second son in the love of California and love of L.A., but they have a, a very good coach, if not great coach in Doc Rivers, a lot of money to throw at him, at possibly another person, and they have stability because Steve Ballmer is one of the best owners out there when it comes to loyalty to his guys. Right. Um, that's more exciting, and he's from California. So, you know, who wouldn't want to go back? I don't think you're going to get the Paul George scenario well, look, let's be real. Paul George fell in love with Oakland because of the fact that Russell Westbrook is, like, probably the best hype man. He's like, look, if I've been here for, like, eight years, you're going to love it. There's nothing but dust balls and everything like that, and there's a scarecrow. But that's the coolest scarecrow you've ever seen in your life. And Paul George's like, yeah, I'm going to believe in it. But I think also Paul George wanted to be sold on an idea. Kawhi doesn't want to be sold on an idea. When you have that determination as a free agent with no restrictions, nobody holding you under contract you do what you want to do
0: mm. yeah yeah i mean i still yeah he's gonna do what he wants to do i mean he's got his own people now which is mostly his family so i kind of mm. get his 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 old deal um and yeah he probably looks like a guy who just wants to go home um as far as uh the warriors are concerned we all think they're gonna win and there's not much else to say about them <laughs>
1: warriors in five uh, yeah, I would say five. I think Toronto gets one. I, I think they, gets one, they get snuck up on probably yeah. in the first or second game.
0: Yeah, they'll get one, their to, their token home victory, I would say. And then that would be it. Uh, Which is enough for the Raptors franchise, I would say. That they've made it this far. Uh, I mean, it's not like the team's in, in any danger. They're not the New Orleans Pelicans or whatever of, of, of moving or... Or not being viable in their market there's like i said they're they're the number they're the only basketball team in canada and they're in the largest market uh outside of um i think new york chicago and la uh, or even houston as far as uh, north american sports i think they're like the fourth largest market if if you if you look at the the toronto ontario area um
1: yeah so, so I like have, the blue jays question. do you know gangbusters and of course the maple Leafs do gangbusters Yeah, so let me ask you this question, you know, because I I can hear Andrew snoozing on the uh, topic of NBA since we already know our (laughs) predictions. Let's say they're destroyed, right? Toronto's destroyed, they know um, that Kawhi's going to leave. Mm -hmm. How much money are they going to try to throw via trade or free agency to try to get that new star player? An Anthony Davis situation, Clay Thompson, even Draymond. They try to keep that longevity that they've had for like the last five, I, six years. Yeah, this has rough. been
0: their best stretch of basketball for the last five years. Mm. So, man, I could, I don't know if I could see Jimmy Butler
1: going there, but. I bet Jimmy would go for the cash.
0: Yeah, he would. I mean, I mean, I like the I like Canadian dollars. They're nice and colorful. Um, yeah. Pay
1: you and waffles and maple syrup? <laughs> Because that's the next step, right? Because you're not going to be able to pick high, and I don't think Toronto's is going to want to yeah. succumb to the idea. Of, that's a hey, good question because because look how many guys I, have left. I, Chris Bosh, I feel Tim like Carter. I feel like they've
0: they would they would try and entice somebody with a nice core, and even then, supp- even let's say they get one of the lower end free good free agents, let's say Jimmy Butler, that's still enough for them to compete yeah. in the East. Yes. It's still enough for them to at least, you know, make it to the second round and probably challenge to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, especially if they they continue to keep their core and and um their their GM uh, Ujiri, he's 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 done a pretty good job with uh, assembling this team and and making the trade. So I I I, I think I believe in his ability to um to kind of rebuild on the fly I don't know if you call it rebuild on the fly but at least uh, Reloading. reload them for another run at uh, at least the Eastern Conference uh, until like Milwaukee I mean for as long as Milwaukee can keep this their core together before they mature um, okay uh, so I don't know what did you want to talk about Andrew um, what's that pretty improvisational. We can talk yeah. about tacos if you want to.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I'd like to get to, I guess, kind of a somber topic.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, People keep dropping before. like flies on us. Uh,
2: uh, but in case anyone hasn't been following the news, there were three significant deaths in the sporting community This within the past couple of days, actually. Um, we had Bill Buckner, who was a a longtime presence in Major League Baseball. Uh, Bart Starr, who was a star quarterback for the in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, took them to their first Super Bowl, uh, if I remember correctly. And then, goodness, I am forgetting his name and I feel awful for that. Uh, Rod Bramblett, who was the uh, radio announcer for the Auburn Tigers uh, football team and I assume many other... Uh, sports. I actually wanted to start with uh, Bramblett first since um, Meg, Green Meg, uh, she is an Auburn fan. Uh, I believe she's an alumna. And first I'll give some background of what happened exactly. Uh, It was the other evening, I think it was a night or two, two or three nights ago, um, he and his wife, her name uh, tragic, Tala,
0: very tragic. Uh,
2: got into a two-car accident. Uh, apparently, their vehicle was rear-ended by a 16-year-old who was driving. Um, she, the wife, died on scene, more or less. Um, he was able to be airlifted. Um, she is an alumnus, alumna. Um he was airlifted to a nearby hospital but he uh died from his from his uh injuries. injuries not too long after that uh it shocked everybody in the sporting world uh outside of auburn fans um you know there was a huge outpouring of support uh even just on rcfb um but it went beyond that um, people started a GoFundMe to support. I'm assuming his family. I didn't read into it. Um, but everyone is donating $109 to this fund. The reason $109—that's how many yards are run in the kick six. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. The the famous or infamous, if you're an Alabama fan. Um. Chris Davis, it was the 2013 Iron Bowl, which is the rivalry game between Auburn and Alabama. Um, there was a missed field goal from from the next county. For some reason, Nick Saban decided to kick the field goals from over 50 yards. Um, it obviously missed. It was on target, believe it or not, but it was short. Uh, but they had a return man, Chris Davis in there and he ran the thing back 109 yards because he was nine yards deep in the 10 yard end zone uh
0: yeah
2: so uh so people are donating 109 dollars in honor of that and from a personal perspective uh, I don't know radio announcers that much, aside from UCF's Mark Daniels, and I guess it's with good reason because I don't listen to other teams' radios, radio announcers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I that's where I first heard about him, and it was such a iconic call. You could you could hear the um, emotion, emotion, the positive emotion in his voice. He actually a couple of days earlier, a week or two earlier, called the the prayer of Jordan Hare, which was. A Hail Mary pass. They were down against Georgia at Jordan-Hare Stadium, which is their home stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, BU. Um, you know, that's an advantage you get from the the hometown announcers is um, you get to hear that emotion in their voice that you don't hear otherwise. Right. Um,
0: it's... Yeah, I mean that's why people are so connected to these guys. I mean, you could say you could say this about any hometown broadcaster, right? Um, I didn't know of this guy, and he obviously I'm um, not an Auburn fan, so you know. But the call, yes, you remember that call mm-hmm. because of just just that emotion. That's why you 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 remember some of these these um, these moments. But these guys. Um, I mean, how long was he? The the play he, by oh, he's the play by play uh, he, guy for, for Auburn football.
2: If I remember correctly, he was fairly. He had only begun fairly recently okay. as football, right? But he had been around
0: Auburn sports as
2: as an announcer right. for the quote unquote lower sports like okay. baseball for a like plus. So he plus.
0: worked his way up. To that position, you know.
2: He, yeah, he got it when the previous announcer retired or died. I can't remember. Right.
0: But still, it's it's still you 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 get a connection to these guys, these Mm -hmm. local guys. It's why um, when guys like Vince Scully uh, retire, it's like Mm -hmm. revered. Well, he was you know beyond. He was (laughs) on another level for everybody as far as announcements, announcing is concerned. But local guys that you know you hear about. Um, from from every team, whenever they they either pass or they or they move on to another job, mm-hmm. whenever you kind of feel these emotions. Uh, when the Marlins let go of Rich Waltz and Tommy Hutton, like people were up in arms down here, and it's like one of the few things Marlins fans all over could actually agree with and unifyingly you know, up in arms about. You know, it's like you like. Like, you guys are getting rid of everything we love as far as the players. At least leave these guys because they're the one constant we've had for, right. like, for for more than a decade, you know. So it's these voices, these guys, these announcers. Even he was a radio guy, so you don't even see his face. But you know the voice. Yeah. And you remember that. For some people, it's like, it's their, especially these guys that last for decades, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I remember listening to him when I was a kid. And you know you remember. Oh, I was listening to him with my dad and my mom and my grandpa and my grandma and yeah. my sister, and my brother. You know, just all of these emotions kind of flood into it, and you you get you feel connection to these guys. You know. So I
2: wanted to hear at least from one um, Auburn alum, Auburn fan, on what on what her feelings were uh, feelings are on the on the situation, uh, because we can chat all we want. Um, but we don't have that same connection to him as Auburn
0: fans do. Uh, I mean, she's just commenting, if y'all haven't seen the, the, or, or heard the, the call on the kick six, you have to hear it, you know? Um,
2: yeah, I, I did get a chance to see the video. It happened, it started filming after the touchdown scored, but... Right. They were acting as if they were out in the stands. They were like hugging each other and um, you know that's the kind of stuff that you like to see.
0: Yeah, you do. I mean, like um, it's an aside but like the Stanley Cup final when the St. Louis Blues um, uh, scored um, to, to win the game to they showed the the, the view of the radio announcers mm-hmm. for the blues. And you see the guys, as they're, they're doing their call, but they're like, you know, and they can't, like, they're, they're, they're trying not to scream in pure joy. Right. Because they have to try and remain as professional as possible. But you could see their emotions. You could see how much they actually really do care. And they actually do become a part of, of the team, you know. Some mm-hmm. people hate some uh some local announcers for the Boston Bruins. Uh, but uh, TV play-by-play guy, uh, Jack Edwards. Uh, uh, but, you know, I guess there might be some people in Boston who actually really love him and care about it and all that stuff. And, he's, and you know, he loves his team. He's a homer beyond all homers, but, you know, you, you don't get that with the national guys. Right. I mean, look at Joe Buck. Right. He's clubs. gotten better, though, let's be honest. Uh, he... But still, the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series. <laughs> his, his Cubs call wasn't... Like, when I, I was expecting something more grandiose, you know? Something that would... Hey, these guys haven't won in 108 years. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, holy frickin' crap, the Chicago Cubs just won the World Series. You know? Especially him as a Cardinals guy, and that's their main rival... You know, I'm sure that's something he thought he would never see in his lifetime. Mm-hmm.
2: It was longer than 108 years, I think. Or 1908, 10.
0: 2016, 108 years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah.
0: Yeah, Robot Buck. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but then there are guys who you know call it pretty, pretty well. But but the national guys don't really get as much um, into it as one would hope. Most of them do. Um, but still. Um so that's um Rod and Paula Bramblett. Um,
2: well, then, I wanna see you let's keep chatting. Uh, let's um, see the
0: big call was uh Cadillac uh Rod's first big call was Cadillac Williams in two thousand and three. And that's the first football game I really remember. I worked at Auburn Athletics as a student and Rod was so kind anytime he interacted with the students. And she graduated in twenty thirteen, so my final two games were the kick six and wow. That is, uh, that's, a, that's a great two games to go out <laughs> I on. I know. <laughs> and you're all the moderate. Sheesh, what was the frickin', who was my quarterback at Florida State when I left? It was Seamus Winston. No, it wasn't. No, I graduated in 2011. Oh, so. 2011, my bad. Uh, Christian Ponder? God, God, oh, yeah, Christian Ponder, dear Lord. Uh, yeah, that was that was a very w- weird time in Seminole's history. Yeah. Yeah, it was EJ Manuel before that, I think or was it afterwards? I think it was afterwards. And then you had uh, was it Drew Weatherford, right? God. And damn James, he's a, for you. He's a he's a he's a perverted moron, but man, he could win some football games. <laughs> but he he's a
1: perverted moron. He's a
0: perverted very moron who really should not be playing football. It uh, should just be go off into the middle of nowhere and just be let himself be now that he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, I actually got to see him at the Kansas City NCAA Regionals, and he was so excited to see Auburn basketball succeed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the um, Auburn made it to the Final Four. So, um, okay, so uh, another one uh, Hall of Famer. Bart Starr, right? Mm -hmm. For the Green Bay Packers. He also passed um, of old age, you know. So that was...
2: He was in his 80s, I think. I'm looking him
0: up. So it's it's not a a tragic scenario compared to... to, uh,
2: Let's see. Uh, 85, coincidentally enough, from Alabama. Went to Alabama. Yeah. Um, Played only for the Packers. Uh, from 1956, um, 1956 to 1971. Uh-huh. Um, wow, the drafts were much longer back then in terms of rounds. <laughs> he <They, laughs> was picked round 17, picked 200. Nowadays we go up to like 256 or something, yeah. and that's through the seventh round. Right. Um, well, they had fewer teams back then, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. He okay. won two Super Bowls. Uh, Super two Bowl Super one Bowl.
0: And, two. and the MVP in both of them.
2: Yeah. Uh, two times Super Bowl MVP. Um, won the NFL championship five times. And that was before the NFL AFL merger, which resulted in the Super Bowl that we know today. Four times Pro Bowl. One time all first team All Pro. It
0: goes on and on and on. The dude was a stud. And number 15 is retired by the Packers. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Basically, uh, superstar of 1960s uh, and fifty. Yeah, basically the 1960s uh, NFL uh, for his career. So, and then, uh, I mean, there's not much I uh, want to say about him, to be right. honest. Right,
2: and we were discussing earlier, I mean, they these guys, uh, him and Buckner, you know, they definitely deserve... The, the reverence, the they deserve the discussion. I mean, Unfortunately, I think all three of us were... Uh, I think all three of us weren't born by the time both, uh, both of them retired. Uh, maybe Buckner.
0: I mean, yeah, Buckner, I was born at least. Um, but... Um, he
2: retired in
0: 1990. So... I mean, there's one thing I wanted to talk about with regards to his passing, and it was just something that I noticed it myself when I was watching. I like I was it was yesterday. I was uh, at my 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 sister's house, and you know we're watching the um, uh, ironically enough the Indians versus the Red Sox, and uh, on the score crawl, I just happened to notice. I was I was looking for the Marlins score, and it just like, oh, Bill Buckner dies at age of 69. Um, and I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because it's not. (laughs) We gotta be respectful here. And I was, you know, I was taken aback because, um, you know, 69 is not really a a, an age that one would consider old. Yeah, old nowadays, you know. Even though a lot of you know football players and um, wrestlers are dying in their 60s, you know.
2: Um, but he had dementia
0: and that's something I did not know about to be honest I did not know that that, that actually happened to him No. so um, I, I'm showing here on screen it was, uh, it was something that I noticed and it's something that Jeremy Tache on, on Twitter pointed out and I thought it was incredibly disrespectful of ESPN even though they did make a tribute themselves during SportsCenter but I don't watch SportsCenter because it's trash Um he said, "Really disappointing, ESPN. Here, there's zero reason to put this for Buckner on the day we find out he's passed. Uh, that's really awful. And it was on the score call it says he dies at 69. And underneath that, you see committed the fateful error at first base in the 1986 World Series against the Mets. Like okay. they, they, yeah. Like, like, do you really have to say that? Really? Do you really have to say that? I Even mean, though technically he didn't blow the game, the game was already blown by that point." And then let's be
2: honest. Every the way that people act about it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they act as if that was the winning run that immediately led to the Mets winning the World Series. No, it was Game Six. It was Game Six. They had a whole other game to try and rectify the situation. Right, and, and they couldn't. Still not his fault, you know. Still not. And then it was a tie game at that point. And so yeah, it was a blown game.
0: And of course, there's the. The narrative that the Red Sox should have put in a defensive replacement and all this other jazz, you know. Basically the same thing like Grady Little should have taken out Pedro Martinez or um, or the Chicago Coast basically falling apart in game six against the Marlins after Bartman, even though it was Alex Gonzalez's error. Right. So it's
2: unfortunately everyone says, you know, oh he's the goat, he's the goat. Right. When I was growing up, a goat meant a whole different thing. If someone called you a goat that, if someone was called a goat, that meant they were getting the blame for something that may or may not have been justified blame. Yeah. Buckner is like the ultimate ultimate goat, at least, well, at least one then, of the ultimate goats. I mean, until
0: finally the Red Sox won in 2004, then it finally lifted off his shoulders, but it was still like, if you looked at the documentary uh, about uh, the, the department issue, you know, it's still one of the reasons took him so long to get back to Boston it took him so long to forgive a lot of media members it's kind of one of the reasons why I, I look at like sports media guys mm-hmm. um, you know and having been there having done some of the stuff um, and it's like guys we're, you guys aren't like you guys ask stupid questions you guys try to pull out narratives out of your ass like you guys are, are sometimes you guys are just being dicks and there's no reason for all this, you know? That's why I side with guys like KD when they get pissed off in mm-hmm. the media. Like, you know what, I'd be pissed off too if I was Kevin Durant. And that's why I asked him to become a non-sponsor of our show, or an actual sponsor of our show. <laughs> um, but still, it, this was incredibly disrespectful of ESPN. I hated that. And then, like, um, somebody somebody posted a reply to him saying, what else would they put? The guy was famous for that one play, wasn't he? Millennials complained about everything. And I'm like... And I, I wrote back on our sports news account because I tend to do this. So when you die, shall we put in your obituary the most important negative thing of consequence that happened in your life? Because if you know if you if you're really remembered for that one thing, you know what? We're gonna put whatever was negative about your life and put it in your obituary. If that's the thinking, you know. So, whatever you're dead, so who who cares after that, right? I mean. Oh God, that got dark.
2: <laughs> I I think it depends on what you did.
0: Okay, but but normal in... normal dude who uh, not a massive political figure that would change the shape of humanity type of thing. Right, which Bill Buckner was not. He was no. just, he was he's just an athlete. And people overlook, you know, I mean,
2: and I'll be honest, I'm kind of guilty. I'm I'm
0: pretty darn sure Boston got along as a city afterwards, even though the roads suck because I was in Boston (laughs) a few days ago. And um, how do people drive in that city, to be honest? I don't know how. I ask 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 BU. He lives
2: up in the area. Well,
0: I drove in the area and I, I don't know how you guys do it with all the roads and the bridges and the things and the curves and all that stuff. Gosh, put your stuff on a grid. Just like New York City, just like Miami, and just be done with it, you know? Uh, gosh, and their par- everything's expensive in Boston. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, parking is expensive. All their taxes are expensive. They're not spending it on the roads, that's for sure. <laughs> Sheesh.
2: Well, let me add... Maybe it's all
0: the frickin' parades from all their championships.
2: <laughs> let me add something real quick about, uh, about Buckner, and I'll be honest, I'm guilty of this as well, because I didn't really do my research into him before he passed away, Um the dude, kind of like Bard Starr, I mean, he may not be a Hall of Famer, but the dude was a
0: stud. Well, he had 2,700 hits in his career. I mean, it, if he played 22 seasons. You know, I don't know if under the new Saber metrics you could make a case for him in the Hall of Fame. But, uh,
2: but listen to this statistic, um, which, is cr- which is crazy. During his 22-year career, Bill Buckner struck out in only 4.5 percent of his plate appearances.
0: That's right. There was one season where he only like, like he, he only had like 40 strikeouts.
2: So of players?
0: Oh no, he. I don't think he ever had a season where he struck out more than 40 times. I think there was, it was like an, it was like a stat like that, um, which is crazy. In this day and age of...
2: uh, (laughs) Listen to this.
0: Of uh, Joey Gallo or whatever striking out 40,000 times, you know?
2: Listen to this. In 1980, Buckner won the NL batting title with a three twenty four average. He also had 30 walks against just 18 strikeouts.
0: Dear Lord. That's a full season, right? I think so. Um, At least more than 140 games.
2: Yeah. So... uh, It's. I don't think, and it says here the only other person uh, the only person that struck out at a lower rate than him with a minimum of 10,000 career plate appearances, who debuted during the expansion era which is 1961 to present, there was only one guy who struck out at a lower rate than him Want to know who that is? Tony
0: Gwynn Oh, yeah, the hitting machine Uh... (laughs) Try driving to Providence. Oh, okay. So, I'm uh, glad I didn't go to Providence. If if uh, BU's uh, and then uh, yeah, it's true. Boston is a collection of very small towns that kind of kind of grew into each other. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, I was staying in uh, Malden, Massachusetts. That's where I was. Uh, it's about 30 miles, not 30 miles, gosh darn it, um, 30 minutes north mm. of the actual city of Boston. I'll tell you this one thing. Boston's a very walkable city. That's one thing I do, which is probably why I hated driving there. Um, it's it's probably, but I had to. I had to drive into the city. That's the reason I even had a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that I mean, if I um, if I stayed in the city, I probably would have just um, either Ubered or just taken public transit or whatever just to get to where I was going. But uh, I stayed in Malden. They had a nice downtown area. Very multicultural downtown area actually, uh, which was really nice. And I ate at a, uh, I had a nice pub. Uh, I had some chili that ran right through me in 40 seconds, but it was some good chili, that's for sure. And uh, man, those people love their sports. Mm-hmm. Um, it was they they love their sports. I saw Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, and Red Sox stuff all over the place. Uh, kind of wish it was like here, because here we just see you see Miami Heat stuff, um, you see Dolphin stuff for some reason or they've been terrible for 19 years, mm-hmm. and um, you see Hurricane stuff. But even though they've been terrible for 16 years. Um, uh, but you don't see much Marlins because yeah, my right. Panthers because yeah, um, but, but uh, in... but the town, the town was really nice in Wimalden, okay, if you, you know, if you have to stay someplace, I stayed in a nice bed and breakfast, really nice. Not my non-sponsor, but, it was really <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> um,
1: I guess speaking That's of
0: Chinese food Charles has ever had. Okay, Charles, really? Really, the best, best
1: orange chicken. Listen, really, you guys were getting all depressive about stuff. That's People true. There were a lot of Chinese places remember, out there. I remember my Chinese food though, and it was delicious. That's true. Highly recommended.
0: Delicious. And
1: Dunkin' Donuts. There's Dunkin' Donuts all over the place. I, I went to the first one, the one that they opened up when I went to Boston. Yeah. Um, it, it was very, very interesting. Uh, you know, so if you guys are depressed, go to Boston for the Chinese food and Dunkin' Donuts. Better. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Sponsor of the week.
2: Okay. I guess we should transition into non-sponsor since we're 10 minutes over.
0: Well, it's still got five minutes. We still got five minutes. Oh, right,
2: because we're not at the true halfway point.
0: That's true. Oh, it's eight ten. Dear Lord. Yeah, maybe we should. Actually, uh, but you're, bef- you know you're right.
2: Before we go, mm-hmm. um, I just want to say I was looking Buckner up on Baseball Reference, which is a great website. Maybe they should be my non-sponsor. Um he never had more than 40 strikeouts in a season. That's what
0: I said. I, yeah, oh,
2: that's what I said. I was not paying attention. Sorry. Oh,
0: no, no, but no, you were saying the um, 40 point something percent, which is basically the same thing. Right. Still, it's that, insane. That's insane. It's an insane stat. Dear Lord. Okay. Uh, word from our non-sponsors, guys. Uh, we, every week, we have something that we know and love and cherish, and we kind of, you know, give them a shout out and hopefully one day somebody hears us and be like you know what uh, I feel like these guys are up my alley and I'll donate some money to actually these guys <laughs> but, uh, but patreon.com slash sports groups uh, so anybody who wants to start out wants to start out Charles you want to start out you got somebody
1: something something going on mm, yeah I'll start it out you know so everybody knows I have a long day at work <clears throat> I got a little hungry and sometimes I, uh, you know, I try to follow on the diet because I'm I'm close to 30. I'm pretty much 30. I'm rounding up, and I'm trying to go against my better instincts, trying to stop with the saggy face and the big belly. But then there's always a calling, and the calling this weekend was, man, I want some ice cream. So where I live in Martin County doesn't really provide me with these great things. We got a kill winds, which isn't bad if you're the area, but I wanted something that was just easy and convenient to get out and. You know, my favorite kind of ice cream, for those who care to know, is cookies and cream. But uh, I got myself a little bit Cold Stone Creamery. And I got to tell you guys, you know, for all the protein shakes mixed with green powders that's going to extend my my life and make me young and beautiful forever, that one bite of cookies and cream just took it all away as I devoured it. Devoured it. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Look at this Celebrate Father's Day cake that they got up here. Oh. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, it's coming. It's oh. coming. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy that as an excuse for my pets to celebrate me as their father. <laughs> yeah. June 16th, go from there, and it's going to be all mine. Oh, you know they got Lord. plentiful flavors. they got a bunch of flavors, stuff that I couldn't even list to you. Their cookie dough not bad. I like their strawberry berries. That's good, too. But basically this, if you don't want to go and get your briers ice cream, if you want to go and get your makeshift ice cream, it's mm-hmm. only okay to get the kind of weird makeshift ice cream combination, like Chips Ahoy with cookies and cream and Oreos. Yeah. Shout out to whoever brought that around in my life. <laughs> um, you know you want to get something even more sweet go ahead and do cold stones it's pretty affordable you can get it in different sizes have it your way in an ice cream way so cold stone creamery if you want something a little sweet look at that Reese's peanut butter ice cream cup yeah it's Salad that is like, insane I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go get that little bit right there uh, so they're my non-sponsor week promo called uh, tasty mm, tasty
0: okay uh, I guess I'll go second so uh, so um, guys, I, I've um, well, I was mentioning Charles pre-show. Um, I've been planning a little vacation, uh, first actual vacation of my working career. Uh, so I, I wanted to do something really special. So I decided to invite my dad along with me to on vacation, and we're we're doing an actual baseball road trip. It's something we've been discussing for years. My brother-in-law doesn't believe we're going because we've been discussing it for years. Like, we're going to go see every ballpark in America and even Canada. And uh, and he's like, my, my, okay, my brother-in-law has been to, I think, almost every Major League Baseball stadium, and, of course, the ones that have shut down as well. Mm-hmm. And he actually has one of his friends that he actually challenges uh, him with, with regards to not just going to the stadium but seeing certain events. So my brother-in-law is the only one to be at opening day of a brand new ballpark, which is the Marlins Park. So he's got that. He was hoping he'd get to one of the games of Puerto Rico, but he couldn't do that. And, you know, uh, stuff like that. Maybe he can go to, like, the the final game at a, at a closing ballpark because the Rangers are, are moving out this year. So, But my dad and I have been discussing this for years, and we're finally doing it. Okay, I, I, I can assure you we're finally doing it this year. Okay, our three cities we're hitting up. Uh, uh, Saint Petersburg, Tropicana Field. All these years, I've yet to been there to have to have gone to a Tampa Bay Rays game, even though they play the Marlins every year. Um, so we're heading up Tampa. Then we're going to go up by seventy five, head on over to Atlanta. So we're going to see SunTrust Park, the the brand new ballpark of the Braves, and then well, not brand new, but still like two seasons in. Um, and then after that, we're heading on over to Washington D.C. to see the Washington Nationals. And then we're heading on back down I-95 to come back home. But, uh, guys, traveling is expensive. And sometimes you need a little help from some companies that do so. And one of the companies that actually helped me out a lot last week is, and this coming week that's coming up for my vacation, Expedia.
2: Okay? .com. .com. There
0: you go, guys. Expedia.com. Uh, I still got the code so creamy up, up here. But I'll, I'll search for them right now. Uh, Expedia.com. Uh, just go there. They have uh, great deals on hotels, uh, plane rides, and rental cars. I've used them for every, almost every single time I've traveled. Uh, for my for my law firm, uh, we book using them. Uh, you know, they have like their rewards programs and all that crap. Uh, Last week, I really needed to use them because my flight out of Boston was delayed due to uh, I think there was a storm out in Washington DC I was supposed to go from Boston to Charlotte that got canceled and I was supposed to go from Boston to DC And then back to Miami and that got canceled. So guess what? I'm stuck in Boston for another night gosh darn it and I don't want to sleep at the airport because You know, I'm a lawyer. I gotta do. I gotta at least act the part of of, of a lawyer. (laughs) So I gotta at least find some place. But I'm still poor, Uh, so I found a nice cheap hotel uh, for 109 bucks on Expedia. uh, Only like 15 minutes up the road from the airport. Um, I booked it like in minutes. Uh, They already had all my stuff. I walked in. The hotel was. It was good. Okay. Okay. There were no roaches on the floor. There were no cigarette burns in the curtains. You know, uh, the the toilet was functional. <laughs> there was air conditioning. It was uh, it was a, actually a really nice place to stay. If you had to for one hundred and nine bucks, man, it was good. Okay. Uh, I didn't have to put any black lights or anything like that. Um, I you chose them. not to. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Expedia. Thank you very much. Uh, and. Um, and I use them to book my, my trip just now. So, uh, and I I'm not, you know, I'm not on the streets. So, thank you, Expedia promo code. Um, gosh.
2: Well, Charles, you didn't give us promo code,
0: did, did you? you? No, you gave one. Tasty. 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 Okay, promo tasty. code. Um, I'm in, no black v- in varying necessary. states of consciousness. Cigarette burns. There Cigarette burns.
2: Okay. I'm actually going to keep with the travel theme here. Yay! Um, Trivago. Ah,
0: okay.
2: Every year, um, well, I guess this. Can I do a like a double non-sponsor? Dude, it's
0: it's our show has no rules for the most part. (laughs) It's (laughs) the improvisational
1: episode too. Exactly. That's true.
2: Um, Every year, um, this is unusually early. It's usually in the middle of June. Um, but every year up in Orlando, uh, there is a conference called Family Cafe. Family Cafe is an annual conference dedicated. Uh, is dedica- this your
0: other non-sponsor Family Cafe? Right.
2: Okay. Um, I'll I'll do the tie-in in a second. Okay. okay. Um, it's an annual conference uh, dedicated to disabilities. Um, it's people come from all over the state, actually all over the nation. as, as a matter of fact um to go to this and it's it's so educational so informative so fun the family cafe the family cafe okay um i've been going since oh goodness probably like 2004 2005 okay um and this is an annual thing so i've been going for well over a decade and in the last few years, actually since 2014, believe it or not, it's hard to, hard to real, believe, um, I've been giving seminars of this thing. It's Whoa. It's part exhibition. Um, various companies will will demonstrate um, various mobility things, um, adding ramps to vans for accessibility. Is this where they show
0: off those cool prosthetics and all that crap, too, as no. well? No. Okay. Um, maybe
2: in the future who knows uh that would actually be smart since they're that the main company is based out of UCF so I don't know why they haven't gone to that yet okay um but I give seminars I've been giving seminars each year since 2014 um so next week uh, I'm driving up to Orlando to give my seminars and that's where Trivago comes in Trivago um Help me book a hotel room for the first night that i'm there um i have a hotel set up at the at the conference center hotel uh for the nights of the conference but i needed a place to stay prior to then. yeah so i got a hotel through them i also got a hotel for the bar exam through trivago nice um trivago is the the expedia of hotels although i think expedia does hotels as well yes I see that. um <laughs> but um, it it aggregates all the different hotel deals sometimes you can find better ones but the sites the places they give you know they're very low prices um, fairly reputable places like 95% of the time sometimes you'll get some kind of odd websites to get to buy from uh, but I like Trivago, you know, it's easy and simple. Um, I'm a regular user of them. Uh, I don't know if you ever decide on using a hotel, uh, somewhere, I would highly recommend using Trivago because they're, um, they are good. Um, so key, uh, promo code for the family cafe is GUIDO. And the reason why is their mascot is called Guido, believe it or not.
0: Okay, so, but it's not like the situation no. or anything like that? Okay. No, 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 no,
2: <laughs> um, If you look at the page again, um, you'll see a giant... Maybe one of
0: those guys get deported from maybe. The Jersey Shore. I don't know. Uh, I if feel you... like one of them. Or maybe that was somebody from the Real Housewives of New Jersey but, uh, <laughs> uh, Somebody got deported,
2: but, you know. Yeah, I think if you look up Family, uh, family Cafe Guido, you may find it, but... Kind of an odd mascot, but it's keeping in keeping with the whole theme of.
0: Was that that little chef guy there so yes. I Yes. Okay. All right. So that's
2: Guido, um, and then promo code for Trivago is Hotel Trivago.
0: Okay. All right, boys. Um, uh, we could talk about Jersey Sharp continuing <laughs> to gave us money. Is, is, is it was still going? They were down here in Miami, which was awful for the city, but. <laughs> um uh okay guys uh a very pressing matter tacos oh yeah so I've been meaning to talk about this for a while I was at taco bell the other day hmm. and of course you get your combos I always sure get an American tacos. Uh, yeah I, I always get a number six the the, the two chalupas and then and of course they got the side taco that comes with it yeah and then they, they ask you the question of whether you want a soft well, most of them don't even ask. And they just give you the default hard shell. Mm-hmm. But some, some of the good employees actually actually give you the option of the hard or the soft shell taco. And I, I, and I, I have to tell you guys and I have to ask, which, what is the best of those two options? Like if you're going to make a taco, how are you going to make it? With a soft shell or a hard shell? Well, do you want your mouth to bleed or do you not?
2: <laughs> well, I think I know where you stand in this. But let me ask you. Is uh, I haven't had a soft taco in forever. Really? Yeah. Um, are the soft tacos... what What is contained in said soft taco?
0: And that could be part of the debate, really. Because sometimes that could influence your, your decision. Mm-hmm. Now, I, for one... Now, the hard shell taco does have its merits.
2: You know what? I've actually never had a soft taco. I take that back. You've never had one? I've never had a soft taco. Oh, wow. I've so,
0: had... So so. me and Charles are going to have to convince you.
2: Right. Well, well,
0: well actually, I don't even know Charles' stance, to be honest.
2: Well, let me say this. the What I thought were the soft tacos are similar. Um, it's the same material, I suppose. But it was something called Mexi Melt, which is basically... Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. cheese
2: rolled up in a tortilla that was when i was much younger and couldn't really stand okay more spicy type foods it was cheese that's it cheese
0: okay anyways well uh, well charles where do you
1: stand on the matter to 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 to, to be honest just as i said in our last case of controversy that a hot dog is technically a sandwich it's I understand so. that by the fact that soft ta- that's why it's a case in controversy. <laughs> um, like this, we have the segment It's set. Uh, soft tacos are better than hard tacos because I don't mm. like getting freaking, you know, cut up like I'm a, a piggy in the butcher shop.
0: Okay. It
1: well, it depends on the. Okay, I, I'm going to redact a little bit. It depends okay. on the shell because the moment they had the Doritos Lose tacos introduced, it was like kissing Jesus. But. Nine out of ten times, soft
0: taco. Okay, nine out of ten times a soft taco for you. All right. Well, t- okay. So the other day, I was uh, I went to a friend's house and we decided to make tacos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, this was kind of like a spur of the moment type of thing, but we were at the supermarket and we decided, and we saw the ta- Taco Bell sells their kits, their taco, taco kits. All right. It comes with the sh- it comes with the the tacos themselves, a packet of their of their mild sauce and uh, there's there's seasoning for the ground beef or whatever meat you're using. You're using. If you want diarrhea, you can use it, but I, I technically, oh, yeah. I, 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 I usually don't use the, the Taco Bell seasoning. I just do it myself, okay? But regardless, uh, we bought both versions, the soft shell one and the hard shell one, mm-hmm. okay? So that means I had a nice way of determining which one was the best. Same toppings, same meat, same sauce. Everything was the same. Except for the shells themselves. And I have to say, guys, it's a hard shell for me. It is <gasps> the hard... Yes, it is the hard shell
1: for me. I was...
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. It, Hold it, on here.
1: Okay, what? <laughs> because now we're going to expand the hole a lot wider. Um, are you just making this off a of play of Taco Bell or of any kind of Hispanic ethnic food that involves shells you know hard shells or or like soft shell soft wraps or well, i'm using
0: taco bell shells. okay well the, the 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 soft shells were are they're basically they are everything is just tortillas okay yeah. <laughs> okay mexican food is just the same ingredients just folded differently in different ways okay that's just mexican food okay but uh just looking at the image we have here okay on the screen you have the soft and the hard shell taco okay you have the soft bowl which just the, the tortilla nice and soft you can fold it whatever you can do with it right you can make a burrito out of it if you want to that's actually a
2: question I have what is what do you define as the difference between a soft taco
0: and a burrito well it's folded differently a burrito is is all encased in a in, inside of the tortilla itself okay there's mm-hmm. no outside there's no opening okay <laughs> Okay, you bite into it, and then you know nothing is spilling all over the place, like like a taco. Taco, you have to maintain it, Mm -hmm. and you have to maintain the shape with your hands. Okay, right. Um, The soft shell taco, in that sense, for me, um, it's a little too droopy for me. Sometimes it's a little too droopy. The hard shell taco keeps everything nice and firm inside of there. Okay, and then you get that texture. That texture was what did it for me the crunch so like a break so easily the the crunch the and the crunch was what did it for me the crunch the texture that feeling of crunch like i was gnawing at a bone like i was a freaking dinosaur okay <laughs> sometimes i want to feel like i'm a dinosaur guys and the hard shell taco gives me that sensation okay that's that's just the that's just the, the you know bite you bite into a soft shell taco and you know it, you you cut through it so easily but it's it, it still, it still doesn't have that texture, that taste, that crunch, that just satisfying crunch sound that you hear. Okay, uh, I don't know. That's that was what sold it for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And my friend agreed. <laughs> just something about that crunch, that texture, that taste of the hard shell. The, the soft shell, you know what? You did, you did your job. Okay, you did your job. You held the food there for a while. Well, you're still kind of mushy and still kind of a little too soft for me okay you're a little too soft for me okay what are you Russell Westbrook you know no no okay <laughs> give me the hard shell all right give me the hard shell give me give me the Damian Lillard of of tacos
1: that's just me oh damn <laughs> so you're basically saying that the hard shell taco just carries the weight of everything for you it,
0: well technically that's that's its job really yeah. that's it that yeah, is, yeah. is its job you know
1: yeah, no. I mean, I. it, it could be either an agree to disagree or it could just be, like, situationally it's different because when I've had, like, five shots of tequila in me, I definitely want a soft taco so I don't cut the edge of my mouth looking like I just got a glass low grin. Uh, don't Google that, by the way. Please don't do that uh, because I am not responsible for your PTSD for the viewers out there. But then, you know, why can't we all be friends? Because... Have a, Have you ever had a cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell, Whoa, hold which has the hard shell with the soft shell wrapped around it? Whoa, are you are
0: you on the fence now, dude? What is this? Okay.
1: No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to find a. alright are you some I'm sort of? I'm trying to find a way. <laughs> okay. Can't be flip flopping like. my says, "Hey." You can't be flip flopping like... Hey. Well, Sometimes... like John Kerry. Come on. Now. I'm not I'm not flip flopping. I'm putting each foot individually in the right shoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because if this is a nature deliciousness, it's what you want and what you crave. Unlike the greatest case of controversy that the hot dog is a sandwich, I don't care what anyone says, um, you know, there's right. a lot that come into this.
0: Okay, all right, so uh, so g- g- getting on the 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 taco...
1: Um... That's why you have to be more... we have to draw the proper line that we're talking about. Is okay. this a Taco Bell fight?
0: Well, I, I just use Taco Bell as kind of like the basis, the the standard, because uh, you know if we start getting into other restaurants and things like that, especially like you know if you actually go to a legitimate Mexican restaurant, then we start going all over the place. Ta- Taco Bell is kind of like the standard, and it's something that everybody can relate to because they're all over the place, you know. I'm just that, and, and that and that was the example that I used because really the Taco Bell hard shell and the soft shell that that you can buy at the supermarket. I really I think that's like it's like the Mario of tacos okay it, it's an, it's an all-arounder okay it's an all-around thing you know you, you know you you can you can master the taco with the taco so Bell stuff and, and it's for beginners Luigi? no I'm saying that taco Bell is the taco Bell's shells either soft or hard it's the Mario of tacos okay all right you know you go to taco Bell you're gonna have a good time for the most part I think Maybe not afterwards, but for the most part, say, during yeah. you'll have a good time. Especially um, if you get a Baja Blast. I got, well. I
2: got to say, one reason that uh, that I like Taco Bell, and honestly, I, I like the the combo locations where it's a KFC Taco Bell. Okay. It gives you gives you options, and some of them are, have a tertiary thing, which is kind of like a mini Pizza Hut. Right. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I can go to the same location, and do I want fried chicken? Do I want Taco Bell? Who knows? Um, So it gives me options. There's one right right by my house, actually. Um, They have Cherry Pepsi. (laughs) They are one of two places that has Cherry Pepsi on tap. Right. Taco Bell slash KFC. Okay. Sam's Club. There are only two places that I know That's of. That's true. Most of the fast food restaurants are Coca Cola exactly. stuff. Exactly. And even if they have Pepsi, they don't carry Cherry Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Cherry Pepsi is my favorite soda by God. Okay. So that is another thing in their favor. Yeah.
0: Is there, hey, Charles, is there a taco tier list? Everybody's doing tier lists now.
2: Yes, Charles. It's Pepsi, Wild Cherry, but I wanted to. S- could we like make things. an
0: argument that there is a there's a taco tier list i, I mean
1: a... two things one and you have to order extra wild cherry um just to make that person look non-plus when you make the order <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so here's the here's the thing francisco If you're gonna say taco tier list are you saying within regards of franchises or like what is our preferences of when we mm. go get any kind of, because then it's dangerous because, you know, when I lived in Miami, I couldn't find a damn, like, Mexican restaurant at all and when I wanted a burrito, you know, well, everybody say, ah, he, do you want the media noche? I'm like, I don't want a media it, noche. It, it's it's wanna... too
0: bad. It's too bad because there's a couple of good taco places that I, that, they weren't open where you were here. That's the thing, though.
1: Oh, okay. I missed out. Okay.
0: Yeah, you, you oh, missed yeah. out. There's there's a couple the, of taco places favorite? that I know that are pretty good.
1: The monsters.
0: Yeah. All right. They specifically waited until you left. Um, but okay. we'll, we'll, we'll think about a taco tier list later. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I think that's. Uh, but um, I'm going hard show, guys, and I think uh, if if I think most people, I mean, I don't know how many people would stand by my argument, but I still think the hard show is is the way to go if you're gonna go by the way. And of course, uh, Charles. Uh, does his soft-shell stuff, um, regardless of his inebriation. Uh, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. All right, so... Uh, where are we on this show? Dear, it's 836, dear Lord. Gosh. So well, we got off to a bit of a late start. Yeah, I mean, we haven't talked Stanley Cup or... Or Well, we actually wanted to go down the rabbit hole of the Greensboro Grasshoppers, to be honest, as a minor league team.
2: Do you mind if I just do a quick shout-out for or a couple of college sports, really?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, what, baseball is happening. Yeah. And the, then did the softball final happened? Uh, it's well? in the process. Okay. I think Florida State was in it. They are in it. Okay.
2: Uh, let me see We won what, last
0: year. I know yeah. that.
2: It was the first time you've won in a baseball-type sport.
0: Well, yeah, because the Seminoles keep going to the College World Series, but keep losing. You guys suck. <laughs> just can't get the job done, dude. Just cannot get the job done.
2: Um, no, actually, I think you guys were eliminated from the College World uh, Women's College World Series. Okay. Uh, yeah, you were eliminated in Tallahassee, as a matter of fact. You're, oh. you're super regional. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the I'll just do a quick... Uh, A quick overview of how the seeding system works You have 64 teams You have 16 national seeds Um, Fuck Florida And fuck Stanford Bastards Uh, I I, I sense I understand your feeling there Uh, Boston University was eliminated Because of them Oh wow Um, So anyway how it works I can get behind
0: you on the first one that's for sure (laughs)
2: Um, I I totally agree on the first one. I'm okay with Stanford. I have a friend that went there. Um, So how it works is you got 16 regional brackets, as they were. Mm -hmm. Each of them has four teams. 16 times 4 is 64. It's a double elimination. Okay. Where, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. If you lose two you're gone okay um uh, so if you win your regional you move on to what's called super regional right um there are eight of those um the top eight seeds host those if they advance the next round i don't know how they decide where the where the next super regionals would be if they're if that team is eliminated i don't know um so that's the winner of two regionals play in that one um the winner of those regionals uh goes to the college world series women's college world series it's the same system for baseball and softball okay where's the
0: women's hosted
2: oklahoma city okay and omaha is of course baseball right um super saiyan
0: regionals super nintendo regionals (laughs)
2: exactly um, so those eight teams that advance from the Super Regionals are broken up into two brackets of four where it undergoes the same double elimination set. Um, the win- the team that comes out of those, uh, of one of those, so the two teams that win those double elimination brackets, mm-hmm. oh, and the Super Regional is best two out of three. Okay. Um, and then the college world series the final is another best two out of three right so it's kind of the college world series itself is a microcosm or just a repeat of the Previous original round. so it goes mm-hmm. double elimination two of three double right. elimination two of three um the college world the women's college world series teams are ucla washington arizona minnesota florida oklahoma alabama oklahoma state They haven't played any games yet. Okay. Um, Baseball, a few surprises. Um, A lot of people, the biggest surprise I think was TCU. Um, A lot of people think they shouldn't have gone in, but they did. I just wanted to let people know that it is happening. Starts at the end of the month. And then Virginia, They've won another national championship this year. They won men's Division One lacrosse, uh-huh. beating Yale. Final score was uh, where is it? I had it. Uh, darn it! Thirteen and
0: nine. Thirteen and nine. Um, that sounds like a sport Yale would be good at.
1: And it, and it has all to this and will lead and Lacrosse feels like a
0: sport football. that Yale will be good at. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, okay,
2: so that's my little college sports event. Oh, okay. and I guess for two seconds I'll discuss Fulmer Cup while I'm in the oh, yeah. college realm. Well, not? um, oh, grap- the nothing stuff. happened.
0: Oh, okay. So th- thus nothing is happening on the screen because I forgot to put up the graphics. But Okay, so nothing happened. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. Um, Nobody was naughty.
2: Right. This was a this was a slow week for once.
0: Okay, everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day. Exactly. All righty.
2: And yep, um, hail Maryland for winning the women's D one lacrosse championships. Thank you, BU, for that one. Um, man, Delmarva is uh, is raking in the championships. Uh, Delmarva is Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. Del. Okay. So basically Mar- the whole
0: Chesapeake Bay exactly. is, is absolutely raking.
2: So Delmarva is on the top of the world right now.
0: Okay. All righty.
2: Oh, and just to let you know, um, Florida State is in
0: the, the NCAA tournament right now, the baseball. And that's actually pretty significant because it's the final season of our legendary coach. Mike Martin. Right. It's 40 his, years. This right.
2: is his 40th and final year.
0: Then once again, the Florida State Seminoles have made it to the most College World Series, but have yet to win one. They are, um, I think, they're at like twenty or twenty-one, something like that.
2: Who? What is the the Buffalo Bills? They're the Buffalo Bills of college baseball.
0: I, I guess you would say that, yeah, or Buffalo sports in general. I'm actually
2: looking them up right now. I just want to uh, the Bills, torment the Sabres,
0: you. The Braves want to torment Bob McAdoo he never won a championship
2: here's the thing they have a great winning percentage 725 winning percentage um to win the big one exactly you have been to good lord um so many championships right you've been to um you've been to the national championship game three times yeah um or appearance since it's the best two of one
0: mm-hmm.
2: or no maybe they changed it I don't know uh 22 appearances in the college World Series that's the final eight um you have been well needless th- they've appeared in the NCAA tournament 57 times 42 straight appearances, mm-hmm. l- which is an active streak. Right, they've hosted a regional. That means meaning he's
0: been in every for his entire career with the Seminoles. He's been in tournament every single year. Um, They've been a top sixteen seed,
2: meaning they've hosted a regional thirty-five times, Mm -hmm. uh, eight times straight from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen. This is the first time since twenty eleven they have not hosted a regional because they sucked, relatively speaking. Yeah,
0: relatively yes.
2: Um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) They've been a national seed eleven times. Uh, super regional advance 16 times eight straight is six straight from 2018 sorry 2008 2013 they're a good school they just can't they just can't they, win it they just can't yeah. win it
0: yeah so you know if you if you're gonna go for baseball, you can go to Florida State but just you know well, I don't know maybe maybe you know, it' would be funny if, if next year they actually do win it when he's when he's <laughs> retired it's like, it was just him the whole time. You know? That
2: would, that would be, that would be so awful. I would feel <laughs> terrible. Uh,
0: I wouldn't. We'd actually have one to go along with our other championships, you know. So, okay. So, all right, baseball rant base, over. Well, baseball continuing because better know a lot minor league team, and we said we would cover them the next time we do this segment, and it's the Greensboro Grasshoppers, or as all as as the baseball world knows as the team that uh was pissed off so much at the marlins that they ended their affiliation right there and that's and once again here's the story uh gary dembo who is the head of scouting uh, i don't know uh, for for the for the marlins right now uh Derek jeter was able to coax him away from the new york yankees to uh to come run the marlins minor league system uh because uh the marlins needed desperate help to rebuild their minor league system, they've done it. They've got the 13th ranked minor league system after being like near the bottom uh, before that. So uh, these trades, even though they're not working out in big league level, they are working in, in the minor leagues, okay? But one of the stories that came out was about Gary Denbo who by all accounts from, from this article from Ken Rosenthal is uh, not a very nice human being, uh, yeah, very very smart baseball man, but not uh, the most personable of, of guys. And uh, there was a story that um, he went out to see the team's affiliate out in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, home of the grasshoppers uh, where the Carolina Hurricanes actually played the first couple of seasons uh, before they moved to Raleigh. And um, uh, the Greensboro grasshoppers have uh, bat dogs, okay, which uh, if nobody knows, are, are dogs. That are crossbred with bats. They're well, flying dogs. Well, that would either be really cool or terrifying, <laughs> depending on the, the combination. But regardless, uh, they're dogs that, in place of bat boys or bat Michael Sarah young adults, um, are dogs. So the batters, you know, they swing and they, they hit the ball and then they drop their bats, and the dog goes out there, and gets the bat, and returns it to the dugout. And everybody has a good time. Okay? Except for Gary Denbo. Uh, And the story is that the Greensboro Grasshopper has actually kept their bat dogs um, in the team clubhouse, okay? Gary Denbo saw that, and he said that they needed to get those effing dogs out of the clubhouse because um, these are baseball players, and the baseball players cannot be with the dogs, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he was offended or or something like that, or, or Anyways, word got out to the owner of the Greensboro Grasshoppers that he was telling them to do this, and the owner came down, I guess they got into some sort of shouting match or whatever, and the owner said, we're ending our affiliation with you at the end of the season, Uh, which prompted Derek Jeter and I guess Michael Hill, president of baseball operations for the Marlins, to try and salvage the 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 affiliation because if, I, if i'm looking on the screen here the marlins were the affiliate of the greensboro grasshoppers since 2003. so greensboro and the marlins have been they, they had been together for quite a while and it's kind of funny because maybe i think Derek jeter was passed through them because they were the yankees affiliate before that so uh they tried to salvage their the relationship Nothing could be done. The owner was hell-bent on having his dogs in the clubhouse. And thus, the Marlins are now affiliated with like, the Clinton Lumberjacks and the Grasshoppers are affiliated with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, The Greensboro Grasshoppers were founded, uh, let's see, when were they founded here? In 1979, out in Greensboro, North Carolina. uh, Previous affiliations with the Pirates, the Marlins before that, the Yankees, and... Uh, the Yankees a few times, the Red Sox, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Phillies, uh, just a bunch of teams. They've got th- four minor league titles, 1980, 81, 82. Uh, that was a nice stretch between 1980 and, 80, and 82. Let's see, who were they affiliated with then? The New York Yankees, actually. Mm-hmm. So, must have been some some pretty good guys in that squad. And then the last championship was out in 2011. They've gone by a ton of uh, Greensboro names uh, Greensboro bats Hornets Patriots Yankees Red Sox champs farmers and uh, their, their colors here their mascot is Guilford grasshopper uh, they play out in First National Bank field uh, and let's see so let's take a look at their notable alumni you've got uh, Hall of Famers Haney Manouche manager 1964, Johnny Mize, and Mariano Rivera. Zero. So <laughs> Sandman himself. Um, other notable alumni: Johnny Allen. Any guys here? Robinson Cano, Chris Co- Chris Coghlan, Jose Fernandez, um, uh, Carl Everett. That was a player I remember to forget. Uh, let's see. No,
2: John Carlos Stanton.
0: Uh, Derek Jeter. Ooh. Hey. Josh Johnson, uh, Mike Lowell, Ooh. Don Mattingly, Ooh. Marlins manager right now, and of course, Yankee. So, once again, lots of Yankees on here. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, Ooh. Otis Nixon, Andy Pettit, Ooh. Jorge Posada, Kurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Schilling, Ooh. Reggie Sanders, Ooh. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Ooh. Mel Ooh. Yeah, That's how far back we're going here. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Jason Vargas, Christian Yelich. Um, so those so are So this this club has created they
2: got a like lot f- of like five or six world series tons of MVPs. I mean, you
0: see here on the list all the credentials of these guys, okay? NL AL MVPs, World Series champions, All-Stars, Hall of Famers. Yeah. I would
2: I would I would venture a guess that they are statistically the greatest minor league baseball team of all time. Just just base. I mean,
0: just making an all star team out of that list. Right.
2: Based purely on the talent that's been developed out of there.
0: I mean, there's, look at their active list as well. I mean, along with, like, Giancarlo, JT Realmuto, uh, Steve Ciszek is on there, uh, Luis Castillo, uh, not second baseman, but the current Luis Castillo for the Reds. Um, uh, just a bunch of guys out here, uh, which is probably why the Marlins were really desperate in trying to keep the affiliation because Greensboro has been good to them. Yeah, for quite a while, and of course they've got that pedigree with the Yankees. I'm sure Derek Jeter wanted to keep it because of that as well, because he passed through Greensboro along with the the other core guys from from those Yankees championships. And well, Gary and Debo just hated dogs. And well, actually the Marlins had to specifically uh, tell the media that no, he doesn't hate dogs. <laughs> he just didn't want them to be in the clubhouse with the players. Um, I but. The jury is still out on whether he hates dogs or not. And if he does, then, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but Greensboro uh, has, gosh, this is this is a pretty legendary franchise. If, if, if you know, B, you brought up so. an
2: interesting point. If you look at the Wikipedia article, uh, to put it in his words. The Yankees, Red Sox, and Reds played hot potato with Greensboro before they affiliated with the Marlins. And he's not wrong. Right. Uh, yeah, their was history with,
0: was pretty extensive.
2: It was Boston for a couple of years, a couple of years with other teams, then it was Boston again for four years, then it was Yankee for ten years, uh, one year with the Reds, then four years with the Yankees, then three years with uh, Boston, then one year with Cincinnati. Uh, 12 years with the Yankees, and then 15 years with the Marlins. Can you imagine what the world would be like if one of those teams had any semblance of a long-term relationship with that team? I mean, look what would have happened. Um, like, let's say the Red Sox, they grabbed the club in 53-57. to 57. Imagine if they kept the team from then until the present, they would, I mean, they would have Derek Jeter. Well,
0: well, no, not necessarily. Theoretically I mean, speaking. Well, I mean, not necessarily, because it's not like those teams are draft. It's not like the minor league team is drafting the players. It's, you know, still the Yankees would have, you know, Derek Jeter would have been in, I don't know, some other city out in, out in like, uh, the, those uh, Atlantic states or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But... but but still, Greensboro still produced these guys. You know, they still stayed in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you know, butterfly effect. What if Derek Jeter was instead of staying in Greensboro, North Carolina, he was staying in uh, I don't know Richmond, Virginia? Okay, well maybe he doesn't become a Hall of Famer or something like that, and then and Charles would be really, really, really sad. So, <laughs> um, you know, that alternate scenario where maybe, maybe, maybe it is the Red Sox. Churning out championships, to so the Yankees and, Can you and imagine? just a nightmare of Charles's dreams. Can you imagine mm-hmm. what the world would be like? Good. Oh God, the more Boston teams being successful. <laughs> basically, God, if you guys replace Wolfenstein, worst. Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, basically yeah, like <laughs> the Germans won World War II. Yeah, okay. basically. <laughs> um, and that's the premise of the game, actually. Yeah. Um, so uh okay then they play out in this field out in uh, they play out in this field 74.99 people but uh we're getting long in the tooth here for this episode we got five minutes left how do we spend this five minutes charles did anything happen out in wwe uh,
1: well expansion of wrestling world so i could do this in five minutes oh yeah all right all so right we're-, we're gonna transition ladies and gentlemen to uh the cage. And the cage is unforgiving steel told by a man in his 30s trying to hope and pray on the pipe dream that he can quit his life of being an attorney. The braids never do anything, that's true. <laughs> to be something more. Um, so I can keep this pretty short. In summary is that right now we're hitting the downtime of wrestling. Wrestling as I tell people as I preface every week is a it's not fake, it's scripted. That involves men doing a dance like figure skating in tights that are meant to be beat up on, sweat, and bled out. Uh, this week was the competition. This week was the competition. Not so much about WWE and how their reaction to respond to low ratings on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live on Tuesdays was to introduce a twenty-four-seven title. Now nah, this week's about all Elite Wrestling, sponsored by Tony Khan or founded by Tony Khan, who was the son of Shad Khan, the owner of Jacksonville Jaguars, and three former wrest- or current wrestlers, one of them being a former WWE employee, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I love Young this. Ducks.
0: I love this banner here. I love this. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. It looks yeah, like the Fire Festival logo. Yep. Their, their
1: names aren't that great. I'll tell you that. I'm done. I, I am full on board with that name right there. <laughs> so this week they launched their pay-per-view, their first pay-per-view under uh, all they the Daytona rest beach. of N- Double or Nothing. <laughs> um, and it turned out to be a moderate success. I didn't pay 50 bucks for it because you'll never get me to pay $50 for any pay-per-view when I have the DVD network. They can get the pay-per-views for $10, but have youtube and let's kind of see all the matches that were there so this was their big introduction and pretty much it went smoothly there's a lot of no names that they had to do a slow introduction to some guys and they'll do that when it comes to their TNT deal that starts in october but some of the names that caught up is uh maxwell jacob freeman mjf who is that great smarmy old school heel um the young bucks are always a good name they had pentagon coming in as you saw in the background cody rhodes took a sledgehammer to Triple H's throne, so that's some symbolism there. But the biggest night or the biggest, you know, surprise of the night was John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose coming in and just basically announcing to the world that he signed with AEW. And he did it in a very interesting way by decimating Jericho and then of course Kenny Omega. So you're gonna get people's interest peaked if you're gonna have Kenny Omega, the prize of New Japan, versus John Moxley, the great castaway of the WWE having a feud to probably headline their tv uh rivalry because you don't do it yet you don't do a pay-per-views only you gotta let the tv come in and the other match of intrigue was they introduced the all-elite wrestling world heavyweight championship and that son of a gun is huge it looks like the new japan baby belts or heavyweight championship belt had a refair with a UC, uh, ufc title belts and produced this thing it's massive Um, So what they had in this pay-per-view was a 21-man Battle Royale, which was won by Adam Hangman Page, who I think has some potential to be one of the number one contenders. And of course, that main event of Kenny Omega and uh, Chris Jericho, which Jericho won. So it's going to be Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho in the future, which if I'm booking it, which is my favorite game to play every day in the office, if I book it, this is how I do it, I have Jericho win. Just get that smarmy heel who feels like he's never going to end and he's never going to lose. And the other highlight was Cody Rhodes went against Dustin Rose. Dustin Rhodes, also known as Gold Dust, had a very bloody affair. Dustin Rhodes was all up shedding blood. And at the very end, uh when it's all sudden, Cody says, Hey, I don't need uh, you know an enemy, I don't need a partner, I need my brother to go against these guys. So basically it's a there's a new competition. Hopefully it's not truly the AAF. I'm I'm looking
0: I'm looking on here. Uh, there was a Gabriel Iglesias went to uh, a match there so he's a fan now Uh, you got this um, this SI article here uh, where Terry Funk explains why he believes it will succeed and I guess the headline here you have here is Vince and the WWE they're not fresh yes Vince does big business they have the best talent in the world but they have no fresh ideas which judging by since we started this segment is basically your entire
1: complaint about the WWE. Yeah, but here, here's the thing, what I always tell people, if All Elite Wrestling wants to survive, the whole mantra is not to compete with the WWE. It's to you set know, themselves gonna... apart. Yeah, exactly. If the shows are going to be in the future for the WWE, they have Monday Night Raw, and they're going to go to SmackDown on Fridays, you make sure your TNT deal is going to be on... Well, or in either okay. the mainstream... To expand, or people who are true diehard wrestling fans. I mean, look 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 at the comments below this. AEW
0: was created by people who really love wrestling. In addition, this product is aimed at satisfying its audience. And I see no reason why the company would
1: not be successful in the future. Um, So, yeah. Here's the one comment I'll give people Um, because we all like the idea of the miscasted standouts. Who felt their greater, there was a greener pasture out there compared to what they had in WWE, like Cody and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And it happens. But wrestling is a twelve month event. When you have hours upon hours of content to write and release, you're gonna have slow moments. For WWE's sake, this is the slow moment time. And here's the thing, you know, you can say, oh, AEW is made for people to feel about wrestling, enjoy it. But go watch Kofi's story from, you know, being a last-minute fill-in for Mustafa Ali in Elimination Chamber to right in the wave of WrestleMania, and having a near five-star match, if not a five-star match against Daniel Bryan, which culminated into him winning the WWE Championship. That was one of the best storylines of the year. And that will outweigh, for the majority of the year, for me, the bad that I get of the Baron Corbins versus, you know, Elias times 5 or Finn Balor. And I like those guys, but... That's the thing in wrestling. When it's a year-long process, when there's hours of content have to be released each week, right. you string along the one or two you know good things that stand out, because that's how it should be. That's why you have, in other sports, your annual top five games of the year, blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. AEW's fresh, but there's going to come a time, like everything else, that's going to get a little stale, and that's when you just have to be fresh. They have to survive. Be different, but remember that you have to also get mainstream audiences in addition to the people who love the old-school days. I mean, so they're just starting this thing up, right? Yes. Like, how new is this? I mean, they have their first pay-per-view now. Um, They made the announcements of All Elite Wrestling about early January. It's been in the works for about a year. Okay. But they have a TV deal in place with TNT, who used to broadcast WCW, which was mm, famous for the Monday Night Wars. Okay. But the the thing is, is that what happened at the end of the day for WCW, they went. Right. Be, Be a little different. Don't lose, survive. Get the quality of people that you want you know some people like uh college basketball men's college basketball some people like women's college basketball don't try to compete one at the other because at the end of the day maybe i like dunks and i don't get that in women's college basketball maybe i get that in men's college basketball only right, right. however however if i like the concept of basketball and a pure fluid offense with the ball spread around and i like the idea of play on defense and both of those forms of college basketball male and female give me that Let me enjoy it. Don't try to be in competition against each other. Okay. So,
0: gosh, that Fighter Fest, that is such a great name. (laughs) I am all over that name. But, okay, so you're saying they have to get this out to the mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. So being on TNT is going to do that. But, I mean, because this is the first I'm hearing about this, okay? How do you get a guy like me to hear? Because, like, I think most casual sports fans know the WWE exists, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But we don't know all these other leagues exist. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can say that's a testament to the longevity of the WWE and, of course, their marketing. So how do these guys get there?
1: That's That's the question they have to find out, especially in a day and age. Because here's the one thing I'll tell people. In the rules of wrestling is you never give good to great matches on the TV the rule of thumb was always you build the stories from television you give a couple of peppering matches to build up the feud and you have the payoff on the pay-per-views right today's day and age when you want to be different from the competition but as a consumer you're telling me that I have to pay $50 to see the end game to a lot of these stories when the competition that you're going against only tells me I got paid 10 bucks a month mm. Ooh, yeah guys, it's, yeah it's, that's a big it's difference tough. And I think what they have to do is kind of either lower the TV prices or their pay-per-view prices or do something in the near future. Because at the end of the day, you make money on the TV ratings and I, there are details of their financials a little weird because I think they, they don't get advertisement, but they got TNT to kind of fork over the production costs. Okay. But you get a lot of recouping, or recouping when you have $50 pay-per-views. That's the reason why I was always charged. Mm. You know, when we were kids back in the day, I'm like, mom, 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 I want to go you know, see WrestleMania. I want to see a, you know, brawl fall. Please, 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 please. And I'm begging and playing and it doesn't happen. Um, because that's really where your big markets are. This is too fresh of a concept to get the merchandise. I'm not going to buy an AEW shirt. I already told you, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks for you unless I have six friends who like wrestling. That's very uncommon. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about with you guys. Tip um, <laughs> in 10 bucks a haul. Look, I'm a, a grown ass man. I'm an attorney. I make money. I'm not paying sixty dollars for a pay per view, especially when I know the digital concept. I can get those matches hours later on YouTube. Copyright be damned. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you get it how can I get the mainstream guy? It's tough because you really can't unless you do something of them to be compelled. And how they can do that, and I think how they should do it, is they had the first hour of the pay per view that just happened live on their YouTube channel. Maybe okay. that's how you can get people, no pun intended, to those who watch the wrestling pay-per-view to be all in on them. Because if not, it's just going to be changing channels, and there's a lot of no-name guys there. I know the names because I follow wrestling, and I don't just follow WWE. I like wrestling as a product itself. I like New Japan Wrestling. I like Ring of Honor, uh, Chikara, some of the other indie stuff. I'll give them a plug. You know, Their contract is they got some wrestlers with OWE, um, with the Oriental Wrestling uh you know, entertainment or whatever. So they have some stuff, but they're going to be a lot of brand borrowing because what they're really going to try to do is get the guys who like the new Japan professional wrestling, who like the Ring of Honor stuff, who like uh, you know Guerrilla Warfare wrestling, or gorilla Pro Wrestling. Those guys who like the indie wrestlings to watch their equivalent mainstream. But how is that going to mobilize the market? And that's up for them to find out because mm. if they want my opinion, they got to pay me the big bucks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, to that point, um, I actually, in a way, I think. Uh, I think that is a smart idea to get the opinion of the the lay people if it were because if you I know you keep ragging on Vince McMahon and I've heard other videos talking about it too on YouTube that he doesn't listen to anybody but himself and what's that so he does not. So I think if you're getting the general populace's, and
0: that actually goes towards, yeah, go, go ahead, so finish it thought. It,
2: it kind of it would make it seem like, and if they listen, if they actually listen to and implement some of the ideas, I mean, obviously, some ideas are going to be so out there that it either wouldn't be financially feasible, it's stupid, whatever. But if you like uh, uniform designs um in sports you know right. if they or like um those you choose the name of the team it makes the fan base feel engaged and feel like they're actually listening to us right that we have a stake in this mm-hmm. so i think if they were to do what you were suggesting charles maybe not with the big bucks but um it's kind con- um, yeah listening to the people that might get them some it- g- good graces of the general
0: population and to a degree, uh, yeah, to a degree, but like it kind of goes towards this new age of 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 look live streaming, uh, what we're doing, um, and and basically, let's say w- what's going on on YouTube, what's going on on Twitch. Okay, people are watching what they want, uh, gamers, that type of thing. And there's this interactivity there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you can sit here and listen to a live stream, and you know what? Um, we will talk wrestling, whatever. We we almost had somebody come in who wanted to talk about NASCAR, and we would have talked about NASCAR and and, and indie racing and all that stuff because he had
2: a meeting to go but, to. But regardless,
0: we would have done it yeah. because um, because you know it's something we wanted to we'd love to learn about. I mean, this is sports goose. So we will include all sports, okay? If I want to talk about curling one day, we're going to talk about curling. We're about <laughs> curling. Yeah. yeah, and actually, we actually might want to go down that rabbit hole. I
2: day. would love to talk about curling. Okay,
0: it's I, the second most popular sport in Canada. P, uh,
2: I know people give it a bad ba- a bad rap, but if you actually understand what is going on, it is so fun to watch and yeah. so exciting.
0: So, um, so maybe to the AEW can implement something like this some sort of fan interactivity some sort of i don't know uh, or some sort of uh, or, or at least um like you could have this like let's say the whole tnt thing uh, let's say maybe they can have a dedicated youtube channel where or they have their live stream of their matches uh have curiosity stream and audible.com sponsor them or whatever and uh, just to just, you know, pay the bills for the at the very least and have people like engage and talk. And you they'll have these guys, these social media interns, whatever, viewing the comments, viewing what people are saying, viewing people's reactions and using that data, using that those impressions. OK, we can use this for our future storyline, you know, that type of thing. Or maybe somebody posted an idea that sounds really cool,
1: mm-hmm. you know. The one thing I will just, this is why I say for expectations slow. a little bit. Yeah, well, here's the thing, and we talk about it on the inverse of Vince McMahon is a, you know, a megalomaniac. to degree, he is, but wrestling to the day, it's not fake, remember, it's scripted. Right. So if you give everybody what they want, how are you going to know that you got gold in front of you at all times? Because you want to know who was not supposed to be uh, gold? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. He was known as the ringmaster. Well, uh, what happened was Tripoli's I'm not saying you,
0: you just listen to what everybody says because sometimes you can't yeah. just give people what they want because sometimes but, it's like Nintendo's philosophy with their consoles. Okay, yeah. what? Like yeah. you don't it's... give.
2: Uh, you what? Know... What? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Charles understands what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Uh, I
0: got, it. I got oh, it. Okay, so like it's, you
1: know, it's a wrestling thing. Oh,
0: it's a wrestling. <laughs> well, it's not like you. you... Like Nintendo, okay, give people what they didn't think they wanted, you know?
1: Yeah, but the thing is, rec- wrestling is sometimes that shock and awe, even with storyline that you don't want. Um, so, and I won't go years of history on, but come down, if you make everything by the books, you're not Wrestling's not a connection, almost like with regular sports, it's a connection. So you have those field moments, you have the mm-hmm. moments of and you're supposed to have spit moments because when we sit back and we remember how bad it was if we see the quality of product is good and now we're like ah a lot of these guys from the movement of aew was the guys who were sperm said you know what wrestling fans deserve better let me show you what we got and that's why it's important for them to survive mm-hmm. think about being competitive five to ten years from now because there's a the difference the wcw monday night wars with them they weren't fresh they were the nwa they had been and then became world championship wrestling they had been in existence for almost 30 years they built the foundation you might not reap the benefits now. Yeah, they got Vince probably panicking because he's 80, senile, and crazy, and he's obsessive. But at the end of the day, he's still top boss because he doesn't have just one, but he has two shows on the mainstream podcast, billions of dollars dedicated from the Fox deal. And you know what? Guys like me who'll pay 10 bucks a month to go watch old content and new content instead of paying $6. And I have a couple wrestling shirts that I wear at the gym, so there we go because yeah. I'm a Capitra's guy.
0: Okay. Alrighty. So I guess that's it, guys. I guess so. Uh, yeah. The Marlins are actually winning. Dear Lord. So, so was, are the Rays. House froze over. Yeah, the Yankees are catching up. It's five to four now. So Yeah. Uh, uh, the Marlins are ruining their tank. Dear Lord. Uh,
2: they they had a glorious winning streak going, then the Nationals decided
0: to Mess it all up. We got one game in the four-game series, so you know. And ironically enough, against Max Scherzer, um, the what is uh, your
2: name calls him the heterochromatic, uh, heterochromatic warrior or something. Something yes, yeah, heterochromatic. Like Since yeah. heterochromia, for anyone that doesn't know, means you have two different eye colors. Right. Which is
0: one of his uh, one of his outstanding traits, other than being really good at pitching. Right. Um, all right, guys. So. Thank you for joining us uh, uh, today. Uh, pretty improvisational thing, but um, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: I, I think we should do these more often. Well, just, now uh, that
0: baseball season's and we're at the finals for the, the, the Stanley Cup and NBA, we're gonna have to because mm-hmm. uh, you know people are pulling. The top. That's the thing I hate about the sports shows: people are pulling topics out of their butts. <laughs> um, and I actually posted that. On our on our Facebook group about what Kyle Kuzman was saying, um, he tweeted out something like they, these guys are just you know pulling topics out of their butts and all that stuff. Like ESPN, mm-hmm. and I kind of like, I I don't know if I replied to him with our account, but um, he, he should know that ESPN is garbage. Okay, I have, I personally avoid ESPN. As much as possible, unless they are the only network that is showing what I want to see. Right. Okay? If that's the case, then I'll have to watch the
2: College Cornhole Championships, exclusively on ESPN. Oh,
0: well then. Okay. <laughs> or, or the uh, the college hockey final. Yeah. It's on the Frozen Four. It's on ESPN. It's the one hockey thing they actually do. Uh, but, well,
2: they did the World Cup of Hockey a couple of years ago. Yeah,
0: but the World Cup of Hockey is dead now, so. Right. Um we're not going ESPN get that 8, anymore. the Ocho. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, ESPN is garbage. And I think a lot of athletes need to start realizing that. And maybe they should ignore them every once in a while. Maybe they should, uh, you know, give them the cold shoulder when they call for an interview or whatever. But, of course, a lot of athletes are want their brand. And so they're going to get out to the mainstream masses who will watch ESPN because... You know, they're sheep and they eat garbage.
2: It's unfortunate. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up quick. But yeah. if anyone wants more on this topic, Urinating Tree made a video about the downfall of ESPN. The LOL um, cow. And they let Bucci call the Frozen 4, which annoys a lot of college puck fans, myself included. Yeah. I swear, I am so angry that they don't get Gary Thorne. He he is my favorite sports announcer.
0: Didn't um, Wasn't it usually Steve Levy as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think Steve Levy is better than Bouchergras. Well, I'm sure Steve Levy wished ESPN covered hockey again. All
2: of them do. That crew, um, Bouchergras, Levy, um, Um, John Saunders. John Saunders. um, He died, right? He died, unfortunately. um, Mr. Mullet himself, uh,
0: uh Barry, Melrose. Barry Melrose, well, he's like the one, no, Barry Melrose is ESPN's token hockey guy. Yeah. Whenever they have to talk about something regarding hockey, they trot out Barry Melrose out there and his magical mullet. Exactly. Which is the one thing he's known for. <laughs> and the, the one thing that I, well, I don't know if his, if his mullet carried the LA Kings to the Stanley Cup final. But it certainly I think it was mostly help. Gretzky and Robitaille and those it, guys. But it stop.
2: couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> it couldn't hurt.
0: <laughs> you know. Um, wow, that's an aside. All right, guys. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk. We'll trash ESPN next week. Actually, actually, I'll be on vacation. So we'll have to figure out how we'll do that. But,
2: well, uh, we could work on that together. But yeah. remember, I have all this, the setup and stuff on exactly. my computer.
0: Yeah. So I don't have to be here. Right.
2: right. Are you going next week?
0: I am going starting Friday. I am on my way to Tampa, and I'll be supposedly seeing three ballparks. Nice. Hopefully. (laughs) All right.
2: All right.
1: Good night, everyone. Yeah. Take care.